This is Sick and Wrong, America's number one source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by the Reach Around Foundation. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, Dee Simon. I'm the other host, Lance Wackerly. Hey, what's up there, Wackerly? Not much. It's MLK Day. I was about to say, Happy Milk Day. <laughs> Did uh, you have to work today? No way, man. You know, it's utter bullshit. I actually had to work on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. What do you? Where do you work again? The Ku Klux Klan <laughs> Publicity Center or what? Yeah, you know, at the KKK field office here in San Francisco. <laughs> I, I was over there making some copies, you know, quilting together the pillowcase hats that we make. But yeah. no, dude, you know, it's bullshit. Years passed. We always got the day off. We just had a new owner by the company, and he's like, nah, you guys aren't getting President's Day off, and you're not getting Martin Luther King Day off. He's cutting out the fat. He was a grand dragon. <laughs> He was a grand dragon of the KKK. Was he a wizard? A grand I mean, seriously, wizard? dude, how am I supposed to honor Dr. King when I'm sitting there looking at porn at work? Yeah. I'd rather be at well, home you know how you could looking do at it. porn on the internet. <laughs> yeah, but you know how you could do it. Well, yeah, I guess you're not, you don't, you're, you're not at liberty to look at whatever porn you want to at work, right? No, it's give porn you the I'm working titles. on. Because I was going to say, you could look at multi-ethnic porn. Actually, honor... you know what? We did just get Black Tail and Big Black Butt magazine. I would uh, put those to the head of the queue. I did do Black Tail in honor of Dr. <laughs> King today. And I, you... I thought about it did... racial equality, too. I was like, you know what? White girls are not equal to the... The butt of white girls is not equal to the butt of black girls. No, it takes like two white girls. I know, but black girls are blessed with like a fine backside. If I were you, I would have had... Because you have two... Dr. Com... King knew about it. You, would have, you, had two... you have two computers, right? Yeah, I have two computers. So I would be editing the black tail on one, and then on YouTube I would have the I Have a Dream speech <laughs> playing a full blast on the other. And if anybody came up and complained, I would label them a racist. You know, I should have done that. Next year. Next year when I don't have it off yeah. again. I just on a loop on repeat. I always just thought it was funny back in college when they give you the day off, because we never got it off in high school. But in college, they'd give you the day off. Yeah, they and have everyone would be like, you know, you can go attend these multicultural <laughs> events. And it's just like, yeah, dude, I'm going to go get wasted, <laughs> yeah. butt-ass wasted, pass out my own vomit, and then sleep till about six. This is a rip, huge But I might watch hits. like Martin or Sanford and Son if, <laughs> if <Maybe>. need be. <laughs> well, frankly, I do have a big announcement here to make on a Milk Day. Uh, we just got signed on to a new affiliate, an exciting new, a new affiliate radio Sweet. station. It's called uh, TANCTV.com, TankTV.com. Also, there's a TankRadio.com. So we're on the Tank Radio section. Is that an acronym or what? Well, it stands for the Adult News Channel. But it's pronounced Tank Radio, and there's like a, the icon is a little tank. But yeah. it's uh, TANC. TV.com. So people, you can go check it out. I guess there's a number of uh, programs on there. The reason we're on it is because of uh, Mar our friends Martin Steele over at From the Ville. Apparently, uh, I guess, so From the Ville was on their first station called Heat Party Radio. Then they moved over to KSEX Radio. Right. And now the owner of Tank Radio split from KSEX, started a new station, and Martin was like, I think you guys should have Sick and Wrong on. So I was like, all right, you know, that's cool. The guy uh, sent an email. And was they like, hooked you know, us up. They hooked us up. So I'd like to thank them for hooking us up with uh, Tank Radio. We're on tankradio.com, uh, 4 to 5 Eastern Standard Time on Thursdays. So every Thursday from 4 to 5 p.m., we're on uh, uh, tankradio.com. 
TankTV.com. Right. And then From the Ville is right after us at 5. We'll have to put a link up since you so That's like two hours really of pure the, fun. You can't really keep the website straight. What is it again? It's T-A-N-C-TV.com. Okay. TankTV.com. But, right. but you know what? They, they own like four URLs. So it's like TankTV.com, TankRadio.com, yeah. Tank something else.com <laughs> so yeah we're gonna put a link up to it and we'll have like the big uh, logo on our website but uh, yeah we are now on the adult news channel it's exciting too because there's a bunch of other shows there's a girl on the on the on the station here named vanessa who does a show called the v spot that's a hot name and i guess uh she used to be on that tila tequila a shot at love that uh, bisexual show. show. <laughs> yeah, you know who Tila Tequila is? She's that like slut that was on yeah. MySpace. Right. So MySpace whore, they got her own show because she's a whore. Yeah. Like so on the show she's a whore. And she like I guess makes out with uh chicks and dudes. They Mostly both. it's all the chicks and dudes making out with each other and she shows up for like five minutes per show. And you know what's funny too is but she ends up like meeting a paramour at the end. Right. And like getting hooked up with it. but she had to choose between a guy and a girl. But now there's season two, so I guess that doesn't work out. Yeah, well, all, all the reality dating shows go like that. Except for the Scott Bayo one, because he's actually knocked up the chick, and now it's all about him and her being pregnant. Dude, she's blessed. <laughs> she's having, the, she's having the Yeah, she's having the progeny of Chachi. Dude, what the fuck ever happened to Joni? Dude, she's you... like, <laughs> she's in a nunnery now or something? Just well, th- forgotten, think about it this stepped way. on? If you were Bayo, you know, you're a stud back then. Yeah, you banged Joni. You probably banged Pinky Tuscadero. <laughs> And some of the other chicks on Happy Days. Who was Tom Bosley's wife? I forget. Marion. <laughs> he probably banged her too. But anyway, it's like Joni was probably she was hot back then in nineteen what seventy six. I bet you Joni just aged poorly. And well, so Bayo well, was like, we dude, know, I'm no, a stud. We, know, we know how Joni aged because of Joni loves Chachi. <laughs> she had that horrible permed hair, like oh, even yeah. more curly that than was, your that hair was when the you grow up, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, and they like lived in the bottom of a bar. I can't even remember it at all. Dude, it's kind of like the Brady's. I mean, he got sick of banging her, and he was like, you know what? I'm going to move on. Yeah, You're old and now. Don't, don't overlook all the hot chicks on Charles in Charge. Those blonde chicks. Oh, yeah. No, actually, the one chick went on to Baywatch. Yeah. Nicole, Nicole Eggers. Eggert. Yeah, you know Nicole Eggert. He, I bet you he tagged that. I think that was he the He was whole... like, yeah, Chachi in Charge. I can't believe we're talking about <laughs> Scott Bayo so much. But I think the Dude, whole... Dude, I love Bayo. The whole point of it's the one of my first idols. Show... Remember Zapped? No. You don't remember that that movie Zapped he was in where he could just like go and like take off a chick's like shirt just by pointing a finger at him? No, but that sounds pretty Bayo-ish. It was it was a really cool. Wasn't 80s he in movie. Beowulf? <laughs> <laughs> that was the porno different. version. <laughs> All right, but, that's but enough. Anyway, that's okay, enough Bayo that's for enough one episode. Of that. Yeah, that's enough of that. And enough of reality shows. But people, go check out uh, Sick and Wrong now on TankTV.com, TankRadio.com. On Thursdays from 4 to 5. And thank you, From the Bill, for hooking us up with that. You know who needs a show on Tank TV? Uh, no. Who? General Butt Naked. Who is that? Like a made-up <laughs> fantasy man? <laughs> you, know, you know what's funny? I was like, today I was sitting there thinking, i got to come up with a good DJ name. D. Simon sounds cool, but, you know, a new on-air moniker would be great. And so I was, like, sitting there, you know, reading a bunch of different news websites, trying to think of something cool. Then all of a sudden I came across this gem of a story, and the guy who the story's about has probably one of the best DJ names I've ever heard. General Butt Naked. 
So apparently General Butt Naked. What is he, a, a World Wrestling Federation guy or something? Sounds like either gay porn star or a guy that wrestles for the WWE. Like Sergeant Slaughter's arch nemesis? <laughs> General, it's like, no, I'm not wrestling General Butt Naked <laughs> no. until he puts on his Speedo. Okay? Make him put on his Speedo. No, uh, no actually, uh, what happened, and surprisingly enough... He's a rebel. He was a rebel commander in Liberia, Monrovia, Liberia. Mm. So Liberia is a nation in Africa. I don't know if you even knew about it. It's one of the worst off ones, right? <laughs> well, dude, which one isn't bad? I mean, you know, which one is well off? That's what I ask you. South Africa is yeah, like pure all... violence and AIDS. Well, not re- Kenya. What, what's not happening pu- in Kenya now? Uh, yeah, they're they're macheting people's arms. Darfur <laughs> in Sudan, uh, Somalia. It's just like you don't want to go to Africa. Is it Ethiopia doing all right though now? They still don't have anything to eat. Well, yeah, maybe that's why they don't cause much of a ruckus because they're all starving to death. But apparently, I guess in the eighties, uh, through like nineteen seventy nine up until about two thousand three, there was like a civil war going on in Liberia. I don't know if you knew about this. Uh, isn't it every African state that, uh, over there had uh, civil wars going Did, on? Every African country has a new civil war. So well, it's because like, it's I kinda... all tribal warfare, right? It's like yeah, this tribe versus that tribe. They've hated each other for like a thousand years. And then like Angelina Jolie will go and adopt like six of them, <laughs> yeah, and then like that just pisses them off more. Yeah, and then uh, what's his name? Um, Kyle McLaughlin or whatever will like make like peace live aid or something and, <laughs> and make McLaughlin. like a conference. Who, who's that guy? The guy from uh, Blue Velvet? Didn't he do something? Uh, maybe it was him. I don't remember. I don't know. They're just one of those like sanctimonious I would think fucks. More, like more Bono. Bono yeah. yeah, like Bono will go over there and like be like, you know, we have to sing against AIDS because <laughs> AIDS is bad. You know, it's just like whatever, dude. That guy sucks too. I wish uh, General Butt Naked would have taken care of Bono. So apparently, uh, General Butt Naked. Now, is this his actual name? Is this like, is there an African spelling and you're just mispronouncing it for humor or what's going on? No, his real name is Joshua Milton Blahi, who lives in Ghana. He was next, I guess he fled his homeland. He was one of the most notorious rebel commanders in Liberia during the uh, Civil War. He was known as General Butt Naked because. I, apparently, he used to lead an army. He was a feared rebel commander. He earned his nom de guerre for charging into battle dressed only in his boots at the head of a gang of fighters known as the Butt Naked Battalion. <laughs> so I'm not even making this up. This sounds more like a college fraternity prank than some furious, horrifying rebel faction. It sounds like a porno movie that my brother owns, the Butt Naked <laughs> Battalion. Yeah. <laughs> Just big, black, swinging dicks chasing you down. So apparently, I guess he's been in exile. He went back to Liberia to confess, saying he's responsible for 20,000 deaths. He's repentant now, and he's seeking to reconcile his uh, errors in the past. So and he killed 20,000 people, and he he's just responsible walked back for 20,000 like, deaths. Hey, uh, sorry about that, and sorry about being butt naked so often. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry about causing all that death and shit and like waving my dick around. I'm sorry about that. I don't know why I did it. I was a Satanist back then. So he's well, expecting dude, to be forgiven? Is that the idea? He's in, I guess this is a, a kind of a common occurrence here amongst a lot of uh, rebel commanders. They go back to the country. They confess. Put their clothes back on. They, yeah, they reconcile, and uh, they, they, apparently they're forgiven. And it's, it, they're looked on. And some of them actually become politicians. So what happened to him, he, he claimed that he confessed that he's responsible for 20,000 deaths. But this time he was wearing a suit and tie in court. Oh, that's good. And pants? And pants. <laughs> okay. 
The nude gunmen of the butt-naked battalion became known for terrorizing villagers and sacrificing children whose hearts they would eat before going into battle during Liberia's 14-year on-and-off civil war, which ended in 2003. I was wrong. I said 2006. So apparently, the 37-year-old General Butt-Naked is... Uh, this is the first time he's actually come forward and, and admitted fault for doing this. He says, I could be electrocuted, I could be hanged, I could be given any other punishment, but I think forgiveness and reconciliation is the right way to go. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. So, dude, it's interesting to me that, so this went on for 14 years. I guess this was like started in the 80s, it's throughout the 90s, just recently ended in 2003. And I had no idea. I had no idea that there were cross-dressing soldiers fighting each other. I had no, no idea that there was a butt-naked battalion in Liberia. I don't know how I missed all this. No, neither do I. I mean, did, many, I, did, had you ever heard of General Butt-Naked? No, I haven't until today. <laughs> but do, do you believe the whole eating children's heart thing? I mean, doesn't that sound like sensationalism? Or is that just how fucking crazy they are? Dude, these people were insane. Listen to this. Are they on drugs or something? Yeah, they're all they're on amphetamines. They're on hallucinogenic drugs. Whoa. I mean, seriously, these people were insane. So the Civil War, which occurred for 14 years, killed an estimated 250,000 people in this nation of 3 million. It was characterized by the eating of human hearts, soccer matches played with human skulls, drugged fighters, cross-dressed, cross-dressed drugged fighters waltzed into battle wearing w women's wigs, flowing gowns, and carrying dainty purses stolen from civilians. <laughs> I guess they did this to inspire fear in the other hand, and their I opponents. Guess. Yeah. Uh, Taylor's forces, I, I guess Taylor's one of the generals, and uh, General Butt-Naked worked underneath him. Uh, they stormed... Charles Taylor. Charles Taylor. Charles Taylor, right? yeah. yeah. Chuck Taylor. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if it was Chuck Taylor, is it? Well, Charles, Chuck. But his name is actually Charles Taylor. Uh, uh, his forces would storm the rural campus during the initial stage of the war in wedding dresses, wigs, commencement gowns from high schools, and several forms of voodoo regalia. They believed they could not be killed in battle. Uh, according to the soldiers, they said cross-dressing is a military mind game. I think we should have used this in, <laughs> yeah, this dude. tactic here in uh, Shock Iraq. Shock and awe. <laughs> a tactic that instills fear in their rivals. It also makes the soldiers feel more invincible. I don't know why. This belief is founded on a regional superstition which holds that soldiers can confuse the enemy's bullets by assuming two identities simultaneously. Uh, yeah, that sounds about right. I don't know. I, I guess though their accoutrements and garb look bizarre to Western eyes, they are in a sense variations on the camouflage uniforms and face paint that American soldiers use. But don't American wait, wait, soldiers wait, 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 repeat that? That wearing a dress is is just another variation of the camouflage that American soldiers use. According to this article, it said it's a variation on the camouflage uniforms and face paints that American soldiers use to bolster their sense of invisibility and therefore immunity during combat. So I, I think <laughs> that makes no sense. Camouflage <laughs> it has a purpose, and you can understand the purpose. Just well, you're by supposed looking to blend it. into your surroundings. Right. But if you think about it, in the mindset of these Liberians, they thought that by assuming two identities at once, they're going to confuse the bullets and be able to. You know, <laughs> I thought are they? That's why two hundred fifty thousand people died. Are they having <laughs> these uh, battles in like the Macy's bridal department or something? And they're <laughs> hiding amongst the mannequins. Is that what's going on? Well, I like what this reporter says. He says since flank jackets and infrared goggles aren't available to the destitute Liberian fighters, obviously they opt for evening gowns and frilly blouses. <laughs> 
dude, think how much money we would have saved in this whole debacle in Iraq if we just gave them ballroom gowns. Full sequence ballroom gowns. It'd be much more humorous. It'd be It'd more be like humorous. A, an episode of Benny Hill. <laughs> Don't you think the Iraqis <laughs> would have been even more confused? Yes. That dude who kept thinking that they were winning, he would have been like, there are no Americans in dresses here. <laughs> so apparently uh, General Butt Naked, before he led his fighters wearing dresses into battle, he would wear only a pair of lace-up combat boots. And before the battle, he would make a human sacrifice to the devil. The sacrifice was typically the killing of an innocent child, the plucking out of its heart, which was divided into pieces for all the soldiers to eat. Uh, between the time he made a pact with the devil, this was around 1980, and began his rampage, and the time he stopped fighting in 96, more than 20,000 people fell victim to uh, me and my men. They were killed. So tw- he killed 20,000 people once he made this pact with the devil. Well, that just goes to show you, make a, making a pact with the devil can really boost your stats. Well, apparently uh, this confession is proof that Liberia needs a war crimes court, not a commission. <laughs> so I guess the commission, which is modeled on post-apartheid South Africa's commission, has been taking testimony from the victims as well as former rebels for the past few years and uh, urging a full accounting of wartime atrocities. While the Truth Commission cannot charge killers with a crime, they recommend that charges be bought against these people. All right. But so a lot of these uh, rebel commanders go there and they, you know, confess fully to, you know, the atrocities that they committed. Repent, confess. But then they're just kind of like, yeah, well, we think you should be executed, but, you know, I don't know. Then what happens? We give is, you there, forget- is there actually a court set up to deal with it, or is the whole country just a big shithole? Dude, many notorious killers have refashioned themselves as influential politicians in Liberia, so I don't think it really affects them at all. In fact, it seems like it boosts their career. <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess in 96, what, I, what made General Buttnaked change his ways is while charging into battle, uh, he said that God appeared and told him he was a slave to Satan, not the hero he considered himself to be. So That's guess, what made him re- change his ways? Yeah, I guess God appeared in a vision, and he changed his ways. He then became a born-again did, did, no, Christian. Did, did God refer to him as General Butt-Naked or with his <laughs> Christian name? General Butt-Naked. <laughs> Listen to me. You are a slave to Satan. Wait, before I go on, put on some pants. I guess uh, he became a born-again Christian. For a while, he traversed the war-racked streets of Monrovia, Liberia, selling cassettes of his sermons, which I would pay top dollar for. Wouldn't you love to get a sermon by General Butt-Naked? <laughs> it's like a cassette tape. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I you, would totally buy one. Do you have a cassette tape player? <laughs> no, I, I don't. But, I mean, dude, just I, I would buy one just to have I know. one of General butt You know somebody has one. They have to put it on uh, up on the Internet. So apparently I just found it interesting that, uh, first of all, this guy has the best DJ name I've ever heard. And I know we're kind of giving this away to the listening audience, and I'm sure someone's going to be like, you know what? That's my new DJ name now, General Butt Naked. Yeah. You know, or I'm surprised like some rapper hasn't grabbed that. Like, yeah, well, I wouldn't want the actual general butt naked coming and uh, having a problem with me. He sounds like kind of a scary dude. Well, did you see that uh, movie, The Last King of Scotland, about Idi Amin? Yes. How was it? I actually haven't seen that yet. Uh, it's good. See, and he was in Angola. Was it Angola or was it Congo? Congo. He was right. in Congo, another African yeah. nation. So you know, I think they need to make a movie called General Butt Naked. Uh, yeah, and and I think even the Congo sounded like it was doing, at least how it's depicted in the movie, was doing a lot better than, than Liberia was doing in this civil war. Dude, I'm surprised Sean Penn 
isn't like going over there to go like fight, you know, like hang out with General Butt Naked. <laughs> He's not an evil man. He's not an evil man. I don't know. Man. I don't have a Sean Penn accent to do. Sorry. Yeah, I don't need. He's not an evil man. No. Nope, He's like all it. serious. Yeah. No, dude, that guy's always grave. Like his voice is always grave. Yeah, but you sounded more like Clint Eastwood there. Oh yeah, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Clint Eastwood could direct a movie. About General Butt Naked. Good point. Someone needs to make that. But anyway, I, you know, I came across this and I was thinking, God, this guy's interesting. And, and I had no idea about this. So, you know, people, if you want to go do your own history, you can go dig up uh, some uh, information about and f- figure out if, if kids really were sacrificed. Right. I'd like to know that. But, the, yeah, they probably were. I mean, his I mean, name's General like, Butt Naked. They're all high on drugs. It's, who knows what. Th- does it really surprise you? No. I don't know. But you know what? It's, it's, it's an appropriate story for Dr. King you know, because Liberia, you know, is an African nation, right? And I'm sure Doctor King wasn't it founded by slaves from the United freed States? freed slaves from the from the United there, States yeah. went moved back over there yeah. to be in Africa. Didn't turn out so well for them. It sounds like no, apparently not. They had uh, guys calling themselves General Butt Naked yeah. and wearing dresses, yeah, killing each other. Not good, misguided. But I found some really funny pictures we'll have to post on the site. <laughs> well, people, this is uh, episode 106 here of Sick and Wrong. A quick recap of last week's episode 105. Uh, if you recall, Wackerly did a story about uh, a guy who tossed four children off of a bridge in Mississippi. Something like that. Uh, I did a story about a weekend at Bernie's crackhead style. <laughs> so it was like kind of a crackhead variation of the Weekend at Bernie's right. movie. Which is the only realistic situation where a re- Weekend at Bernie's type scenario is going to happen. Anymore, it's always going to yeah. be crackheads. And uh, listeners sent in a story about a stepdad sodomy revenge Texas-style uh, vigilante justice here. Yeah, that was a good one. Well, uh, as you can imagine, the uh, listener did come in, the victor. 88 votes. You had close 64, and I was way in the back here with 52. God, I'm on a losing streak here. Lost two in a row. That's not a streak. We've determined that. It's a streak is it's like be three. four or five. All right, four or five. Yeah. Well, so uh, Nikki, congratulations. You know, she's the first time she's ever submitted a story. So nice she, job, Nikki. Yeah, nice job, Nikki. You'll be getting a sick and wrong care package. That's N-I-K-K-I? Yeah, N-I-K-K-I. Looks yeah, like the nice. Prince song. Well, um, people, you know the way sick and wrong works, especially now that we have all our new listeners listening, tuning in from uh, tanktv.com. Yes. Uh, the way sick and wrong works, Wackerly and I comb the internet for the most disturbing news item of the week. They have to be current. We present them here on the show. The audience votes, and the winner gets a case of beer. Uh, we also throw in a wild card with a listener submission, and if the listener wins, you get a care package in the mail. Uh, you're uh, more than welcome to go vote at sickandwrongpodcast.com, and feel free to send in your listener submissions to sickandwrongpodcast at hotmail.com. Wackerly, I, I think you kicked off the show last week. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to start the show you here for uh, episode 106. <laughs> Before I get into my story here, I just want to find out a little background information on the building that you live in, yeah. and I'll share, uh-huh. share share some information about the building. I live here at the Sick and Wrong Studios. So, Wackerly, when you do laundry at your building, do you go to the laundromat, or do you do it – is it in your building? Does it's your building, building have laundry facilities? It's in the building. Yeah. So do you have like two washing machines, four. one dryer? Four washing machines, four dryers. It's a big building. There's like – 300 apartments in it or something. So what do you do in the situation where, okay, you know, you go down there, you got to go move your stuff from the washer into the dryer, you open it up, and someone left their clothes in the dryer. Mm, that's a sticky situation. Do you take a shit on the clothes and shut it, shut the, the door back and just go back upstairs? 
No, I don't do that. <laughs> well, apparently that happens in Madison, Wisconsin. Really? Yeah, that's what uh, my story's about. You know, it's it's kind of that that is one thing that pisses me off with communal living like we do, you know. When you don't have you you don't own your own washing machine. And most people who live in urban environments you can't afford your own washer and dryer. No. I mean, it's like god, it's it's expensive. Well, plus there's no room for it. Where where the hell would you put it in here? We're like in a freaking closet. Are you saying my uh, studio apartment's kind of small? Your studio apartment, which is also the <laughs> podcasting studio, yes, it's kind of small. Yeah, it's nice that the dining room, living room, and bedroom is just one room. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it's great. I like how the toilet's right next to your pillowcase, too. That's cool. Convenient. <laughs> it's convenient. But yeah, you know, I mean, you have a point there. It's like, we can't afford, you know, we don't have the space um, to have a washer and dryer in here. So a lot of us have to go to, you know, I usually go next door to that really weird laundromat right next door that also serves hot dogs yeah i had a hot dog there when we when you moved in here Dude, that, that food's only for crackheads well it was all right for me at the time yeah it's scary but anyway that's a place i don't even leave my clothes in there because I, I it was about two months ago like yeah it was around about two months ago i remember i left my clothes in the dryer a little too long some crackhead was rummaging through my shit yeah yeah, I'll just walk right there. in there. Is, there. is there even an attendant? There's the person selling the hot dogs, but they don't care what's going on. Yeah, I, I don't know, dude. The attendant is just this really weird, scary old gay guy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's just really weird looking, and he doesn't say anything. He, he kind of looks like Terry Bradshaw. <laughs> he's just <laughs> really creepy. bald-headed mullet you're talking about? Yeah, that bald-headed mullet announcer guy from, yeah, right. for, uh, that used to play That's not a good sporting look for team. anybody. No, he's scary. But anyway, you know, I went in there, and I was like, you know, get out of my dryer. You know, what are you doing? The guy runs away. But at least he wasn't defecating on my clothing. Yeah, that would be a problem. Especially if it's in the dryer, that means you just washed them. But you know what, though? At the same time, people that leave their clothes in there and don't attend to the dryer almost deserve something like that. I think you Probably to get pissed on. (laughs) Yeah, you get like a five-minute grace period. Maybe ten. Well, have you ever had your clothes taken out of the dryer and put on top? Yeah. It's happened to me a few times, which well, just sucks. Yeah, but you should get down. You know how long the freaking dryer takes. You should get down there and take them out. It's my own negligence. That's right. why it's like I accept full responsibility, and I usually apologize if the person's down there. But my other thing is I don't necessarily want to touch people's laundry. Like, But it's clean underwear. if it's in the dryer. Yeah, but you don't know what they've been doing in those underpants. And who knows whether the washing machine, that's probably a shitty model because it's in this big apartment building. And you know it's what? up to the task of getting out whatever disgusting fluids <laughs> are in their fucking drawers. <laughs> yeah, I don't like to touch people's browns and yellows. It's disgusting. <laughs> so uh, a pretty foul thing was happening at an apartment building in Madison, Wisconsin. Every so often, residents uh, would find human feces in their laundry if they left it unattended in a basement laundry room. Uh, <laughs> is that like the feces gnome? I, apparently, this guy was a vigilante. Not he, he's not definitely not as uh, at the level of that Texas vigilante who sodomized his stepson for raping right. his daughter. Right. But he's a vigilante in his own in his own way. You know, he his knows own, his parameters his and sense. his limitations. <laughs> he's working within his own reach. He's kind of like reach. a superhero in a way, yeah. teaching these people a lesson. And guarantee they never left their clothing untended again in that basement That's dryer. True. Uh, two people also reported finding feces in their shoes and boots that were left untended in an apartment hallway. Now, that, now, you know, it snows outside. You don't want to bring your wet snowshoes in there. I think there's a lot of line there. Taking yeah, crap in your snow right. boots. And I always, whenever there's a poo question like this, poo story, I always wonder, is he squatting 
right above the dryer or right above the person shoes in the hall or does he pre-make the poo in his apartment like in a tupperware and then carry it around and just slip it in dude only you would think of someone carrying around poo and tupperware i think it's, it's a- always spur of the moment how does this guy know that there's going to be clothing untended in the basement because I mean, like, if you're living in my apartment building, every time I go down there, somebody's doing it, and somebody always says, "You know, what people do in my apartment building, they leave their bags of disgusting kitty litter because they don't want to go down to the dumpster and they don't want to keep it in their apartment, so they put it right outside their door." But I guess taking a shit in that doesn't really yeah, add I think it defeats the purpose. But you know what, though, I think this guy kind of derives some sort of sexual satisfaction from this. Really? So it's not just a revenge type. Scenario. You know, I, I'd like to say he's a superhero, but I think this guy's getting off on it. But let, let, let me get your opinion here. So residents say, said that they have to throw out, they've thrown out a comforter, baby clothes, and other items after feces were found in the washing machine. So he's done it in the washing machines and in the dryer. <laughs> so, but people do leave their clothes in the washing machines as well. Yeah, but the one thing I don't true. understand, okay, so the guy takes a shit on your clothes in the washing machine. Why not just wash it again and, and just put some soap? <laughs> don't you think that would work? No. <laughs> wow, but dude. Immediately burn all your clothes. That's the appropriate thing to do. But apparently uh, this ended January 13th. According to a criminal complaint, uh, that was filed when, um, this past Thursday when Madison police arrested Ronnie A. Ballard, 19 years old, <laughs> after one woman whose laundry had been soiled chased Ballard back to his apartment in an adjoining building right next door. She saw him do it. She saw him do or it. Or leaving the scene. I of think the she car. saw him leaving the scene, maybe pulling his pants up or, <laughs> or wiping his ass with one with of her socks. socks. <laughs> What's cracked me up about this is A, the guy's 19, and B, his name's Ronnie. Can they get a... His name has to be Ronnie. Couldn't they get a DNA sample from the turd? <laughs> Can you take I don't think turds so. in? I think you maybe need semen be an for ass, that. Yeah, maybe there'd be an ass hair in it that they could pull the follicle. <laughs> but you know, it would be great if she caught him in the act. And but the fact that she confronted the dude, I mean, what would you do? Would you fight the guy? I would, would shove him, him? <laughs> I would shove him so his ass became lodged in the frickin' dryer. And then I would turn it on, spin. Dude, I would do classic rub your face and I think I would probably <laughs> grab it and put it in the Teach guy's him face. Teach a lesson like you would a dog. <laughs> yeah, that's a good deal. Uh, Ballard was charged with three counts each of disorderly conduct and criminal damage to property and one count of bail jumping, all misdemeanors. I was really hoping that he would have gotten caught by like a webcam and that somebody could have put it on YouTube. <laughs> no, that's YouTube material for sure. Uh, uh, he appeared in court on Thursday where uh, Dane County Court Commissioner Todd Muir said... Words he never thought he would say in his career. He ordered Ballard to only defecate in toilets from now on. <laughs> how, how do you enforce that as a judge? I don't know. I don't know. What if you're out on the side of the road and you have to go in a ditch? Is that all right? He's got to find a, a toilet. In a pinch? By law, he's got to find a toilet. Uh, Ballard remains in Dane County Jail on $1,400 bail. Dude, I think, you know what would have been a, you know been a just uh, punishment? They should have made him get a colostomy bag. That, that would be my... What, just like Ruling. seal his colon? Yeah. Sew his asshole shut, give him a bag. Jesus, dude, like... you're worse than eye for an eye. <laughs> no, this is... Is uh... this like Old Testament law? This is the new Wackerly. <laughs> but you know what's funny to me? His bail's only $1,400, and no one's going to post it for him. Because you yeah, know he, this guy has no friends. Either, yeah. Could you imagine his family? His mom's just like, he's shitting in the laundry again. <laughs> 
motherfucker. <laughs> but what cracks me up about it, so the woman that called him, called the police, this officer, Dion Johnson, came over, and she said that someone was having, uh, she had problems with someone defecating on clothing that she left in the laundry room. And uh, when she went to go check her laundry, she saw Ballard on top of the uh, washing machine, and he quickly ran off, and she chased him back to his apartment. <laughs> so he was just... Do you think he was his feet were on top and he was squatting, or think, was he sitting on it like a normal toilet? I think he was sitting on it like a like a normal toilet. I don't think he was like pulling the leprechaun squat, <laughs> <laughs> like a pot of gold. Yeah. And is it is the thing spinning the clothes in the is the agitator moving <laughs> or a spin cycle? And I think it turns off when you lift the lid, right? Yeah, and and plus it's probably after this cycle ended. Now, is this uh is this a well-formed log or is this like just spray? <laughs> I picture it to be spray. Yeah, that'd be worse. I mean projectile poop. Uh Johnson, Officer Dion Johnson here looked in the washer and saw feces and a full load of clothes in the machine. Yeah. And could you imagine this guy too? He's just like, "God damn, man. Why you got to go do this shit?" <laughs> You nasty motherfucker. Now I got to go track you down and uh, probably carry a soiled laundry with him. I guess uh, he went to his apartment and uh, Ballard denied being in the laundry room, but the woman identified him. And uh, now he's being charged with these crimes. I guess court records show that he faces charges of lewd and lascivious behavior in two other counties. Mm. So that's what leads Same me sort to of believe. Same thing or they don't say? They don't say. They say lewd and lascivious behavior. So that leads me to believe I think this guy was getting off on uh, – he's probably like some kind of weird serial fecophiliac. Yeah. You know, he gets off on shitting on laundry. Dude, now you're going to get all the fecophiliacs pissed off at us. They're going to leave all kinds of YouTube comments on the few videos we have up. I don't what, know. Are dude. you ever going to learn? <laughs> They're like, fecophiliacs don't shit on people's laundry. It's a totally different thing, dude. These guys don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Fucking assholes. Just give me a turd to eat. <laughs> Sorry. So on the sick and wrong scale, dude, could you imagine if this was your laundry? Oh, I know dude. we do a lot of stories here about, like, your children being abused and kids getting raped and people being mutilated and burnt. But this would directly piss me off. And it could conceivably happen to one of us. Mm-hmm. It's not a f- far, far Dude, cry I've seen crackheads look at my laundry. I know. And we live in an why, apartment building. And this is also why this goes along with you don't fuck with people in the laundromat unless you're the type of person who sits there and really watches your laundry, which I guess is what you do. I usually go back up to my apartment. Dude, I watch my laundry down the crackhead laundromat that I wash my <laughs> so clothes in. So you're a in. different case than me. But I and I don't fuck with people in the laundry room, and I don't fuck with people at, at the fast food. Like, people who, like... It's bad karma. Yeah, well, no, it's not even karma. It's immediately karma that's going to happen to you because if you fuck with somebody in the laundry room and then you leave, they're going to piss in your clothes. And exactly. if you fuck with somebody at Taco Bell while you're ordering, they're going to spit in your food. Or jerk off in your burrito. Right. But you know what, though, dude? What, what I wonder, you know, now in this, in this time of presidential primaries, do you really think Giuliani would be able to protect us from this kind of poop terrorism? No one can. I don't maybe, know, Hillary maybe. Clinton, do you think she could do anything against a guy like this? Maybe Fuckabee. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, uh, yeah, maybe Fuckabee. I don't That's know. only hope. So on the sick and wrong star scale, you know, I'm going to have to give this four brown stars. Yeah, well, it is a brown star scale. I'm going to give it... I'm also going to give it. I wanted to go above four. You can. I mean, but food is not involved. If yeah. food was involved, it would be four and a half to five. If someone ingested this guy's feces. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah. I just think this guy's a public nuisance. Yeah, but on I'll the public nuisance scale, I'm going to give him four stars. He's a shit vandal is what he is. Yeah, he's a shit vandal. Yeah. Four. So uh, what, what do you have here for episode 106? <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
I hope you'll indulge me, but uh, I have an audio intro to my story, and I'm just going to play it for you right now. An audio intro. Catchy song. Yeah. All right. Uh, maybe yeah. you recognize that as the Weather Girls. They were a disco sensation back in the 70s, I guess. And they're huge, big, fat women. I don't know if you yeah, noticed yeah, yeah. that. You know, I just, I've heard that song countless times. I know it's one of Homer Simpson's favorite songs. Yes. But what's funny to me is I've never seen the video, and I had no idea that they all look like Nell Carter. They're yeah. huge. <laughs> Seriously, those women must be 400 pounds. Nell Carter from Give Me a Break. Thank God it's not raining them. Yeah, they can't be, R&B singers can't be that fat anymore because there's MTV and nobody will watch your video if you're a huge pig. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, right. Jesus, they're huge. But anyway, I think uh, everyone's wondering, what's the significance here, Wackily? Well, <laughs> Is the, this your favorite song, It's Raining Men? <laughs> if you didn't notice, if maybe you're retarded or you have a learning disability, the chorus to that song is, It's Raining Men. Um, <laughs> just yesterday, Sunday, in Corona, California, uh, people in the uh, Corona, California, along the 91 freeway described a horrific sight. Marciella Garay was working a few hundred yards away at Lucky Greek Burgers when she saw two planes, uh, light aircraft, I should point out, collide in midair, and uh, they came flying towards the ground. She and some customers ran outside where they saw blood and what looked like body parts showering onto the ground. Jesus. <laughs> so, so it wait, literally what, what was raining What kind of planes, like men. jumbo jets? Or? No, no, light aircraft, like small Cessnas. How many people can fit in a Cessna? I think uh, maybe four or five per plane. <laughs> <laughs> so this was like literally, yeah, Raining Men. I wonder if that's what the song's about. No, I think, yeah, well, they would. are you implying that they have some type of a Back to the Future DeLorean and they came to the future, saw this occurrence, and then went back? And then went back and wrote yeah. the song? Yeah, we're like, this is going to be a disco sensation. <laughs> I don't know, maybe they were involved in some other kind of weird... You know, corpses falling from the right. sky type of scenario. Yeah, well, you know, where did they get the raining men cars? I have no idea. Um, the the woman, this woman who works at Lucky the Greeks Burgers or whatever the hell it's called, uh, she says, there was a lot of stuff everywhere. I was shocked. I couldn't believe what happened. She's 17 years old. That I kind of morphed <laughs> into my Mexican accent. Yeah, I was about to say, through. what's her name? <laughs> I forgot. Yeah. I like how you assume that any bystander is Mexican. Well, well I guess no, it's Southern her, California, her name though, is isn't Marciella, it? yeah, and this is out by San Diego. So. Oh, okay, so she probably is. Chances are she probably is Mexican. <laughs> Another witness, Hector Hernandez. <laughs> there were bodies falling out of the sky. One of them crashed into the top of a Ford Mustang, and another fell not too far behind that one in the parking lot. I was, I was sleeping, man, and uh, an arm fell and hit my head, man, and I woke up. <laughs> it says the crash occurred about a mile south of the, the Corona Municipal Airport, which doesn't have a manned control tower. So it's just one of these, like, shitty airstrips out in the middle of nowhere where people just take off and go everywhere willy-nilly. Well, you know what's interesting about that, though? That, that's when you hear about plane collisions it's always these Cessna aircraft these amateur pilots yeah. that think they can fly that go off and navigate these planes by themselves with no no uh, assistance right they're probably high on meth yeah he, there's probably a meth run trying to do loop the loops and stuff <laughs> uh, the crash is the sixth in this area over the past 10 years which doesn't really sound that bad Actually, yeah, in 10 years, it's not that bad. I guess in airline terms, that probably is pretty bad, though. You know, you're not ever supposed to crash. It's kind of a fatal type thing. 
the Riverside County Coroner's Office identified the dead as Scott Gale Lawrence, 55, Paul Luther Carlson, 73. I don't know what these old fucking geezers are doing out in a plane. Like, should yeah, they be sitting in their pen somewhere? Or at least at their convalescent home. Uh, the other people were Brandon William Johnson, 24. So these are the younger guys. And Anthony Joel Guzman, age 20. So I'm assuming kids out with their grandfather. I kind of thought the two old dudes were in one plane and then the two young kids were in another plane. Oh, okay. And so then they collided and it's just... So I don't get it. Was it corpses or was it body parts just raining? I think once you have two planes in a midair collision, I don't think the corpses are intact. <laughs> so it's like an arm over here, yeah. a head, a tongue, a, head, a, neck. a foot flipping around. And actually, there's a fifth death. Uh, Earl Smitty, age 58, actually was like a mechanic at the car dealership, and the pl- one of the planes came flying into the the uh, garage and killed him too. So do you think this was a hindrance to the selling of the cars? Like, do you think the uh, used car salesmen were like, well, you know, uh, <laughs> I can get you a deal on that one. That one with the, the cl- windshield smashed. But, uh, <laughs> with the intestine on it. <laughs> we can take the intestines out. You can clean it right off with a true coat. That's I'll why give you a true free coat. true coat for that one. <laughs> Buff out that blood stain. So did they say they saw like uh, feet and like hands and stuff like on the cars? Uh, this guy, Hector, just says that there were like body parts falling out. He says there were bodies falling out of the sky, but uh, elsewhere in this article, the police say that it was body parts. That's disgusting. So just, yeah, I mean, probably some of them were unrecognizable, just, just you know, chunks of flesh, I would assume. Uh, maybe, look, you know, this woman worked at the Greek Burgers. Maybe a little piece fell on the grill. <laughs> <laughs> Who's to say? I mean, that's not cannibalism, right? If a little piece of human flesh gets Not if it's inadvertent. Yeah, it's just a little portion. It's like 5% of your burger. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think most burgers probably have a little bit of human in them. Yeah, I wouldn't want like a toenail... Not or, something, not like a, a piece of bone. Yeah, <laughs> not like a piece of bone, like a discernible piece of human body. Yeah, a fingernail would a be disgusting finger, too. Yeah, but... An eyeball, I wouldn't be down with that. But a little chunk of flesh. Yeah, if you put some cheese on it and some hot sauce, it's fine. Yeah, definitely. So on the sick and wrong star scale, I mean, raining body parts? Well, raining, I wonder if there's blood. It's raining men. Yeah, it's raining men. <laughs> there are no women in those planes, right? No, so it's, it's, it's literally raining literally men. Literally raining men. I'm going to give it a... Three and a half. <laughs> I really I'm... just did it because I like the song. <laughs> uh... You know what, though, dude? I'm giving you a bonus point five just for the, uh, the the media that you added to it. Okay, great. The bonus media. Yeah, I so... might put that up as the YouTube uh, Yeah, the, the fact of that the you week. used uh, It's Raining Men so cleverly within your story, I'm going to have to give it four stars. You'll never get that song out of your head. Plus, either. if you think about it, guarantee the uh, 17-year-old is never going to get that image out of her head. Yeah. Just like body parts falling from the sky. She probably thought it was the rapture or something. Yeah, maybe, a dick. <laughs> maybe a dick fell on her head. It's the first <laughs> penis she ever saw. Can you imagine that? Yeah, no, dude. I don't think you'd ever have a normal sex life. Do you think you'd take it home? I'm not a girl, so I don't know <laughs> what goes through their heads, but, you know, if I was that age and I found a tit. <laughs> yeah, I probably would take that. I <laughs> mean, why not? <laughs> Just and keep it in your room and, like, if you want to ever touch it. Yeah. Yeah, I it doesn't I take a whole that. lot for masturbatory <laughs> fodder when you're 14 years old. Hell no, dude. Well, uh, we'll see what, what the listening audience has to say. I, I give it four because I right. give you an extra point five. Sure, thanks. So uh, we'll see what the listening audience has to say about that. Go uh, vote sickandwrongpodcast.com. Well, uh, Wackerly, the listener submission for this week came from Brian in Chicago. 
You know, I bet you it's really cold right now in Chicago. Fuck yeah, dude. Did you watch that uh, the game, the uh, Green Bay Packers versus the Giants? Yeah, and I and it, it looks like negative four degrees. It looks really shitty there. And I actually think even though Chicago's further south than Green Bay, I actually think it gets colder there because somehow the lake. It's the wind. Yeah. It's the wind. You know, I read an interesting thing that the quarterback for the Giants, Eli Manning, made his fiance sit in the stands. Do you hear about that? I, yeah, I did hear about it. I didn't think he made her. I thought that that just was like she now, got a seat too late. Or... Now, the article that I read, he made her sit in the stands, sub-zero weather, because of superstition. Every time she sat in a suite with his family and everybody, he would, it would jinx his game. He would lose. <laughs> so he was like, you know what? I'm not taking any chances. If you want to go to the game, you got to sit in the sub-zero weather. So wear, bring some blankets. All right, honey. You're not taking any chances, and you're not going to get any blowjobs for a year. Like, I'm surprised you would say that. But anyway, I mentioned it's quite cold. But, uh, Brian, it's a good thing you're staying inside, listening to Sick and Wrong. And apparently this guy is a bit of a sick fuck because this article, I didn't even see this one, but it's uh, rather grotesque. A mother was arrested in a urine drinking case. Just, just that title, though, dude. Yeah, How many mothers know. you ever think drink urine? I can barely tell what's going on with this. Happened in Boulder, Colorado. The mother of an eight-year-old girl has been charged with two misdemeanor counts of child abuse in connection with a case involving a man accused of drinking her daughter's urine. Uh, the woman, who cannot be identified, in order to protect the identity of the child, turned herself in and it posted a $1,000 bond. So I guess she's doing court in February. Joseph S. Cardillo, 47 years old, also from Boulder, Colorado, entered a not guilty plea on Friday to a charge of sex assault on a child by a person in position of trust and a pattern of assaulting the girl. He's accused of using a sex toy on the 8-year-old girl in addition to drinking her urine. I don't know how this came out. Right from the fount or <laughs> like out of her little, you know, Fisher Price toilet thing. She probably had one of those little tea sets, I imagine. <laughs> I don't think she had a Fisher Price toilet and you would just drink it like Kool-Aid. Yeah, you know those little fake toilets, the small toilets. Oh, that yeah, that potty training toilet. Yeah, right. But she's eight years old. She probably knows how to go to the bathroom. Yeah, I don't know anything about children. <laughs> <laughs> but really? you know what, though, dude? Maybe. It's like... I kind of blame, I definitely blame this guy. This guy's a sick fuck. He deserves to be prosecuted and castrated and all that. But I also blame the vibrator manufacturers because they make these vibrators like the rabbit. He's probably using a rabbit. It's like they make the rabbit or the little dolphin thing. They make these You're like animal vibrators. You're saying it's attractive vibrators. to children. Exactly. Because <laughs> you know he probably pulled out the rabbit and was just like... Ha ha ha, he he he, here's a little rabbit vibrator, and she didn't know what it is. Actually, one of my ex-girlfriends had a purple dinosaur that looked just like Barney. Exactly, dude. <laughs> I mean, don't you find it distracting? Yeah, I do. I, I do, too. I don't want like, it anywhere near me when I'm in there. Just use that when I'm not around. Yeah, but, like, so, you know, there's, there's been times when I've, I've used my little buddy to help me, you know, to help me uh, perform. Up your butt? <laughs> No, 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 for the girl. It's like, oh, right. So it's like, you know what? You, you blow your load too soon, and the girl hasn't been, you know, she hasn't reached climax, so it's just like, here yeah. you go, the vibrator, I'm going to go uh, grab a beer. <laughs> I go, I'll be outside at the bar up the street, go grab a beer, but here, uh, my uh, fill-in will uh, take place. Yeah. But you know what, though? It's, what's Second weird to string. me is it's, I can understand if it's shaped like an actual human penis, like a man's penis, but no, it's shaped like a little fucking bunny or a little turtle. Well, or uh, this little, the one that I got, that I got my girlfriend is shaped like Flipper. It's like this little blue dolphin thing. And it's like with a little smiley face, you could just say, hey, how you doing, vagina? What comes dark out, in here. What comes, dark out of, here. what comes out of the blowhole? 
I don't know. Big I, you know. <laughs> well, I have to fill it up before. <laughs> no, but seriously, what I'm saying is I think the vibrator manufacturers, like good vibrations, everyone's like, oh, good vibrations. They're like, you know, endorsing human sexuality and right. uh, promoting it. It's like, you know what, though? If you didn't make fucking vibrators that look like little animals, right. I don't think the kids would be so easily fooled. Right. And grown men wouldn't be drinking their urine. Right. At I least they haven't made one shaped like a Flintstones <laughs> vitamin. I don't know where the hell that came from. So according to the uh, women's arrest warrant here, authorities were called to the girl's school in October on a welfare check. Teachers said that the girl often showed up late, unfed, and wearing dirty clothes. I don't think her mother was a uh, you know very uh, good model, mother. Mo- model. Yeah, I don't think mother. she was a model yeah. mom at all. According to a report in the uh, Boulder Daily News here, the girl's mother told the teacher that her daughter is a child of the sun and can't get up when it's dark outside. And this next statement completely confuses me. So she's like a reverse vampire? No, she's, yeah, but no, this woman's some kind of weird hippie. Uh, yeah, obviously. I'm just trying to figure out what's going on in her head. You know, at first I thought it was like one of those kids, you know those kids that uh, they can't get any sunlight? But no, this kid can't get any darkness, maybe? Yeah. But then listen to this statement. Arrest warrant obtained by the newspaper indicated the mother also said the girl's eyes get, quote-unquote, Close-up x-ray vision every night at midnight, which allows her to diagnose herself with sickle cell anemia. <laughs> what, what does that mean? Uh, well, sickle cell anemia is that disease that affects black people in an in inordinate amount, right? You mean like General Butt Naked? Maybe he has it. <laughs> um, Dude, General Butt Naked would have put a can of, open up a can of whoop ass on this. But mom, first though. of all, I mean seriously. But first of all, I don't think you die. Naked whoop ass. This her narrative doesn't even make sense because X-ray vision would allow you to diagnose like broken bones. What she would really need would be microscopic vision, you know, to see her blood cells. And- uh, but. but- allows her to diagnose herself so she's saying it allows the kid to diagnose the kid's self with the sickle do you think the kid even knows what sickle cell anemia is are you asking me if i think she has a doctor an md (laughs) degree or something no i don't i doubt it i don't know it's a confusing statement but anyway this woman just seems completely insane she's wacko so cardillo here the the guy who's accused of molestation was a friend of the girl's mother who she said that she met originally at the international society for krishna consciousness in boulder i thought you were gonna say house of pancakes Yeah, she met him at the IHOP. Yeah. It was like, hey, uh, here's my girl. You want to drink some piss? But no, uh, this, uh, this, this, herein lies the problem. The woman met him at a Harry Krishna consciousness group. Uh-huh. So uh, th- there you go. Everybody knows who that is, right? Those people who annoy that. I guess they don't do it as much yeah, anymore. You know what? I was about to ask you, are they still at the airports? Because it's been I, a long I've, time since I've seen any Christians. I have seen them in the airports in my time, but I don't believe I've seen them recently. But I haven't been to, like, JFK in a while, and I think they really congregate in the major one. You know what it is? You can't get past security anymore. You used to be able to get... Yeah, but security, why would they be in, the, a, in the, uh, the baggage claim area? Uh, just because people aren't hanging around there. They used to go in past security because you could get in there. Even yeah, if you didn't right have by a, the gates. Yeah, but even if you didn't have a ticket and they would just annoy you because you were captured there waiting for your flight. And I think now that you, they, you can't get in there unless you have an actual plane ticket anymore. They're well, sort of dried up their little market, you know. Well, remember their – they wear like orange robes. They had like yeah, they the always ponytail. Had a, they're bald with right, the ponytail. the top knot or whatever you call it. What was that movie where the guy, the, the pilot, just went through the airport just housing all those Krishnas? Do you have to ask that question? I'm really ashamed. Airplane. Airplane. That's what it was. Robert I was about to Stack. say Naked Gun, but it was Ro- Airplane. Robert Stack. 
who went on to uh, work in Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah, he did go on to, to do that. I, you know, I have seen Hare Krishnas lately in Berkeley, though. I mean, where else would you expect them? But And did you fight them? No, they just walk down the Dude, street, you, and they're banging on their stupid tambourine. I can't believe you'd see an airplane and not want to, like, hurt them. They're like a mass of them. They would just, they would, I mean, I guess they're pacifists, right? Maybe I should have. <laughs> just, just start punching them in the face, yeah. roundhouse kick, Chuck Norris style. Right. I guess uh, she said that she met Cardillo in public places every weekend for the past year so he could take her daughter to his place for sleepovers. Sort of a Michael Jackson type thing going on. Yeah, I, I, I don't quite understand it. The girl told investigators that she slept naked with Cardillo in the same bed when she visited, and they would bathe or use the hot tub together. Did he claim to be some nude. Hare Krishna? Uh, I think guru it was some kind something? of like Hare Krishna guru, and that's what uh, that kind of I hopefully brainwashed the mother. But you know what, though, to be honest, I think this mother was insane. Yeah. According to uh, Cardillo's arrest affidavit, the girl's mother said she knew about the nudity and the urine drinking, but told investigators that it wasn't hurting anyone and that she knew lots of people who drink urine. She said <laughs> she and Cardillo are nerd- nudists and drinking urine is, is nothing new. I've actually heard of that before. We should use that as an intro sometime. Have you ever heard this where people... Nudists drink urine? I haven't heard the connection with nudist colonies, but just that there's a certain group of people out there... I think maybe it's big in China, obviously, but but I've heard, yeah, that they they drink urine and they think it has these like magnificent health benefits. Like healing qualities, to right? It. Do they not know that urine is waste matter? Um, Maybe. no, they think it's the elixir <laughs> of life. I don't know, dude. and I think a lot of them drink their own urine, which is more even more disgusting. Maybe that's it. why Harry Krishnas are so fucked up. Yeah, because they're drinking urine. Right, they're just all crazed on poisons, and they don't know what's going on. So you know what? Though, to me, the mom is equally, if not more, at fault than this guy. Well, yeah, she facilitated this behavior. Yeah, she aided and embedded this behavior. She aided and embedded the molestation of her daughter. Right. And I hope the state takes that kid away, and the kid can actually have a normal life. But you know what, though. She's probably going to fear vibrators, and she's probably going to like think that that grown men like to drink kids' urine. Right, and she'll have just bedwetting problems and stuff like that till she's like you know twenty three. So on the sick and wrong star scale, I mean the guy's drinking this kid's urine for Christ's sake and I'm sleeping have... in the same bed. But they're not saying that there was any molestation. No, he assaulted her with the uh, vibrator. Oh right, sorry, I forgot. Yeah, about so uh, just based on that, I'm giving it four point five. Me too. Yeah, four and a half stars. That's what I'm going to give it. So, I don't know, but what would make it more sick? I guess it's kind if he, of, if he why, are we, why are we deducting a half a point? I'm deducting a half a point, I guess, because the mother didn't take part in it. Okay. Like if the mother, I guess the mother's complicit in the sense that she facilitated the, the molestation, but she wasn't actually there engaging in it. All right. Well, st- I'll stick with But the she four. didn't know about the urine. I'll stick with the 4.5. But he didn't only molest her. He drank her urine, too. So that almost should boost it up to a 5. That's true. Well, I'm giving cares? it a five star. I'm sticking with 4.5, but who cares? We'll see what the listening audience has to say about that. Go vote. Sick and wrong podcast. I, uh, I will point out com. that that story is good, but it doesn't have a theme song. <laughs> <laughs> you have a good point there. Yeah. Hi, this is Bob Madigan, and you're living, ah, listen, living, listening to Synchronon. Sick and wrong. Sick and wrong. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Right here. 
Yes, you're listening to Sick Run, and this is Bob Madigan, and uh, I hope you're still going to listen later on, dude. Frankly, it's nearing the end of the show. we got to wrap this up here. You know, to be on uh, Tank TV, we only are supposed to be an hour long. We go a little longer, but we're supposed to only be an hour. So, uh, you know, people you know about the Sick and Wrong Hotline, feel free to give us a call, 206-666-3846. If it's a good message, if we can actually understand what you're trying to say... Yeah, that helps. Then uh, we'll play you on the air. But uh, you know what? We got a message here from Kendra, one of our loyal fans, who uh, was answering, I guess, our comments last week about her sending us that painting right. that she made in her menstrual blood. So let, let's play this call here from Kendra. Good evening, Dee, and... Lastly, too, I suppose. She likes me so much more than you. Um, I wanted to call and say that I'm glad you enjoyed the photo I sent you. Um, I had actually considered sending the physical painting in the mail, but I thought that that might be a little much, and I had some reservations as to whether menstrual blood artwork would um, clear customs and make it across the border. I ended up just painting it on the bottom of my bathtub and washing it off after I took the picture. <laughs> and that seemed to work well enough for my purposes. So, yeah, I'm glad that you were both amused and shocked by it. Oh, and I also wanted to say thank you so very much for wishing me a happy birthday. Your well wishings were much appreciated. Well, that's about all I have to say. So, lots of love and talk for now. Canadians are so well-spoken. They are well-spoken. It's amazing. But you know what, though? At the same time, she's so thoughtful and considerate. I think she was thinking, you know, I could send this physical painting, but I would probably get in trouble because of the... I guess she wasn't really all that thoughtful for us. (laughs) (laughs) Come to think of it, she's self-serving. Right. (laughs) But no, I think she was thinking, you know, I don't know if a menstrual blood painting would make it across... Through customs. Well, it would, I don't think she would get in any trouble. I just think it would be a waste of some stamps because it would just get rejected. And, and a waste sent, of the uh, blood. Her, yeah. yeah. And by the time it got back through the mail to her, it would smell extra bad. But is there a law against sending menstrual paintings through the, through you know internationally? I think it's just the issue is that it's uh, like a biological material and it could contain ant, you know viruses and that sort of thing. You know what's interesting, though? You know, I think Kendra is smarter than both of us. Let me point that out. So I don't think we should try and second-guess her reasoning. I, I'm not second-guessing her rationale. But what I'm going to say is, you know, I know she's smarter than both of us because she came up with that brilliant idea of painting the painting on her bathtub. Right. I wouldn't have done that. But it, No, the painting wasn't on the bathtub. She put the canvas in the bathtub and somehow it all washed off. No, I think she painted it on the bottom of the bathtub. How was she going to send it to begin with? Then? No, she took a picture. Oh no! Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> I, I'm totally, I'm totally lost by this whole menstrual painting thing. But uh, thank you, Kendra, and uh, I hope you had a happy birthday. I'm sure you had a good time. I don't know, maybe you painted some more pictures yeah. with your blood. But uh, people, free, free, feel free to call the Sick Wrong Hotline at two zero six 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 three eight four six. Oh, we're actually, we've got an email here from Snap Taker. He says, uh, "Love the show, avid listener." I know how much you like meth heads, so check out this link. It shows the ravages that the drug takes on various users' faces, and it's really funny. Maybe we should post that. It's a, it's a pretty funny video. All right. It just shows like a meth head, and then like five years later, and it just it seriously just completely like are you trying to push, ravages his appearance? Are you trying to push out my <laughs> "It's Raining Men" video post? All right. How about if it's can "It's Raining Men" be the song of the week? 
It's Raining Men will be the song of the week. All right, then I'll post the meth head video. We'll end the show with It's Raining Men. All right. You can put the meth head video I'm on there. I'm satisfied. But did you hear about that new AMC series about the meth head dad? That He's a meth cook. He cooks. It's called Breaking Bad, and it has the dad from Malcolm in the Middle. I saw an ad for it yesterday, and it looked very good. I think it it's, looks I intriguing. I think it's premiering tonight. I need to get back and watch that. Yeah, I know. We're going to have to wrap this up soon. Uh, we got another email here from Keith Rowe. I think this is the new gift of the season here. I don't know what season. Maybe for an Easter present or something. It's called the iGoatsy. If you're wondering why it's so wrong, check this out. Uh, go Google Goatsy, G-O-A-T-S-E. I'm sure everyone that listens to this show knows what Goatsy is. Right. It's that horrendous picture of that dude who spreads his asshole open Distended with his hands. Distended butthole. Well, someone actually made, and this is probably one of the most creative things I've seen in a long time. Someone actually made an iPod skin, but fashion like Goatsy. So it's like two hands pulling apart the, the dial part for your iPod. <laughs> so it's a Goatsy iPod skin. I'll hail the internet and technology. Dude, if I had an iPod, that's what I'd want. I seriously <laughs> would. Uh, moving on here, we got another email from uh, Susan. She says, Ahoy there, boys, from Frigid as Shit, Minnesota. A few podcasts ago, you went into more detail about the gay bar Dee's brother works at. I'm pretty sure I was there last May when in San Francisco for a hipster bike race. And yeah. then there's this huge acronym. There's a I, lot of those here. I don't even know. She says the description of the bathroom with the piss trough with a mirror above it and lack of ladies' room was a hint. Then the talk of the erotic cake emporium and the tenderloin also added to my suspicion. After a long and hot day biking around the city, we ended up there. I got to watch my two guy friends get fawned all over, and they were plenty nice to me as well. The older, particularly flamey bartender called us unspeakable niceties and uh, other such things, which I guess happens from time to time. Uh, he also disappeared for about 20 minutes and came back with pieces of cake with our names on them. I don't know if I would eat cake at a gay bar. Would you? <laughs> Especially chocolate cake. No, I wouldn't either. Maybe. And it's dark know. in there. You can't really see it too well. Either. Well, this is what cracks me up. So they're having this grand old time in San Francisco at this gay bar. They're right. eating cake, having fun. Everything was shits and giggles until the friend previously stated friend uh, got his cock touched in the bathroom. He got all cranky, and then we had to leave. That's why I don't use the bathroom there. But, you know, it cracks me up. It's like, okay, so you go to this raunchy gay bar that has, like, a piss trough and a mirror above it, and you're you guys are all, your, like... You're wearing your bicycle spandex. Yeah, you're so wearing you, your spandex. You've got your beans and franks all bulging out the front. You're sitting there pissing in the piss trough with a bunch of other gay men, and then you're like, oh, my God, I got my dick touched. That's what happens yeah. at gay bars. You know what? I hate to say it's it. It's par for the course. It's kind of the blame the victim thing, but come on. You are asking for it. You were asking for it in the spandex. Uh, she says, all right, the gin is kicking in. Time for me to shut the fuck up. Happy New Year, bitches. And she enclosed some pictures of herself at this bar. And she says, also, let me know if this is the right bar. I'm a curious cat. Well, as a matter of fact, it's the wrong bar. But I have been to that bar. Hole in the wall. Have you ever been there? <laughs> Not that I'm going to tell you about. <laughs> it's, by the, it's by the cat club. And I, I remember going there with my brother. And uh, I don't know why. This is kind of, I think right when he moved here, a yeah. few years ago, you were showing him the sites, showing him the sites. You know, he had been to this bar before. He's like, "Oh, you'll love this gay bar." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm sure this is going to be great. <laughs> Tons of hot chicks there." But you know what? It's actually kind of a fun bar. They they play. You know, they're playing like Iggy and the Stooges. Yeah. Some good music. Fun bar. For but fun I committed boys. probably one of the worst 
gay bar faux pas you could even do. Just one of the worst social gaffes I think I've ever done. What? We're sitting at the bar, we're drinking, and like at the end of the bar, there's like this big kind of like white, it, look, it looked like just, I don't know, it kind of looked like, looked like a mound of wax, but I mean, it must have been like eight feet tall. Oh, I know where this is It was is just going. like this huge, like eight a foot shrine. tall structure, like a sh- and I'm looking at it, and I said to my brother, I was just like, what is that, like 25 years of dried cum <laughs> in Santorum? <laughs> <laughs> and the bartender looks at me, he's just like, every time a friend of ours dies of AIDS, we light a candle in memoriam. <laughs> Did you immediately have to leave? And he just kind of looks at me, and I was just like... Well, that's a lot of candles. <laughs> and then he just kind of, he's like, damn right. And he walks away and wouldn't service anymore. And, and I was like, you know what? I, my brother's like, I think we should go. You had to be a smart ass, didn't you? <laughs> Dude, what happened? I mean, if you saw a big structure like that, wouldn't you think it was just like years of dried cum, like a dark crystal of cum? <laughs> that's what most gay bars have. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess I would. <laughs> well, as a matter of fact, Susan, you're wrong. My brother doesn't work at Hole in the Wall. He works at a bar called The Edge in, in the Castro. So if you're ever in the Castro... You can go head over to the edge. Right. Yeah. Which I don't think is as much fun as Hole in the Wall, although my brother is there. So <laughs> thank you, Susan, for writing that in. And uh, finally here, we got another email from Slug who says, Is it possible to order shirts in sizes larger than extra large? Being the big old bastard that I am and in need of a sick and wrong T-shirt to impress all my friends, it is hard to do that while squeezing into a shirt three sizes too small. Yeah. This must be one big motherfucker, dude. A yeah. triple XL. So wait, no, three sizes. Is that quadruple XL? I guess so. I mean, that's like a fucking tent. Yeah, but this is, I mean, Heshers, there's big, there's always been big Heshers that have been into heavy metal and, uh, you know, sick shit and these types of shit. Triple XL shirt. No, but you know what you do? You buy a regular shirt, don't wear it, you cut out the design, and then you sew it onto your big-ass <laughs> jean jacket and make a back patch. Oh, so you're saying back patch, sick and wrong back patch. I think that's how back patches came about. Because big dudes would go to concerts, and you know you can't get the right size, so you're just like, fuck it, I'm just going to cut out the Iron Maiden picture of Eddie, and I got this big-ass jean jacket, and I'm just going to... I'm too fat to wear the normal concert shirt. I'm just going to sew it or pin it even to the back. And if you pin it, then you can use like different designs depending on what Well, the largest you're... shirt that we have at this point is an extra large, which I think would be like a sausage skin on this guy. Yeah. I, I don't think uh, Slug is going to... F- yeah, I don't think Slug's going to fit into this, but you, you know... Wanna, the way you want to go is backpatch. That's my recommendation. But his cause is noble. He wants to impress his friends with a sick and wrong t-shirt. You must hang out with some really cool people, Slug. <laughs> <laughs> Impressing the chicks yeah. with that sick and wrong t-shirt. Well, Back, you know what? Backpatch all the way. You know what? To uh, my chubby friend here... And a loyal listener, we're going to actually start making our shirts through Cafe Press because it's too much of a bitch for me to actually uh, send them out to all the people that are ordering them. And then you can get whatever size you want. You can get any size you want. And uh, I know someone else wrote in saying, hey, when are you going to start making hats? Well, you know what? We could do that. Sick and wrong hats. Coffee mugs, mouse pads, panties. Vibrators. Do they have vibrators? Dude, would you want a sick and wrong vibrator with, like, your voice? (laughs) (laughs) All the chicks would love that. This is Lance Wackerly, the other host. I think I think your nasally Jew voice would be better for a vibrator. Yeah, yeah. yeah girls love that. Well, uh, so Slug, there's hope yet. We're, you know what? We're going to uh, eventually be making, probably in the next month or so, being over at Cafe Press. And you can order any size sick and wrong shirt that you would like. And we'll also have hats and stuff like that available Everything. for everybody gonna, else. I think we should just do every option they have. Well, because we don't have to pay for it. Right. Yeah. 
And uh, yeah, you know what? We should do that. Magnets. We definitely should. Well, people, that's about it from here for uh, episode 106. If you haven't already, go vote at uh, Podcast Alley. You can click on the link right on our website. We're doing quite well this year. I think we're like number 14 or 15, yeah. just behind the uh, Bible podcast. God damn it. Arch nemesis. Arch nemesis, Jesus. Always fucking me in the ass. Yeah. And now guy. we're on Tank TV, too, right? Yeah. TankTV.com. So go to TANCTV.com or TankRadio.com and uh, go check out the new affiliate. We're on every Thursday from 4 to 5, right before uh, the uh, From the Ville show. Yeah. So you could have like two hours of just ridiculous nonsense. So we'll be back next week with uh, episode 107. Until then, take a sleaze. Good night. Oh